I'll chop it up. Just do it. I probably won't chop it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is art. This is speaking. Boom. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 11 of the Most Awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. Dude, Most Awesome, mm. hats off, Dynamite episode 10, brother. That was a lot a of t- fun. A, a, a tip of the, the top hat to you, my sir. A little... But luckily, this episode, we don't have any guests encroaching on the magic that we've created. That's right. It's you and I. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can subscribe. It helps a lot. Uh, we see that you've had to let friends know because our listeners are increasing and we appreciate it. Uh, you search on iTunes. It may be sports. You'll see the Nintendo cartridge. Go ahead and subscribe. Leave a little message. Leave five stars. And you can shoot us an email yeah. at at gmail.com. Let people know. Mm-hmm. We thank you. we got a new contest coming up. Uh, we'll let them know in a little bit. How was your week, M.A.? What's, been, what's the hats? good. It was good, man. I had a little uh, little life imitating pod. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So um, so I don't know if you know that you know that Toys R Us is closing the doors. It's totally there. The Toys R Us is no more. I did hear that bummer, which is going to come up. Yeah. A, I think a little later, probably. But yeah, yeah. It's going to come up a little later. But so my doctor, Mrs. The Commish, was talking with my my eldest daughter, and she was like, "Well, what was you know what was your favorite gift that you ever got from Toys R Us?" And she was like, "Hmm, I'm not sure." And then Dr. Mrs. The Commission was like, oh, I have one. And then I was like, oh, I have one, too. And then she said hers, and my daughter said hers. And I was like, well, I have one. Well, actually, it's two, really. And, so, and she looked at me, and she was like, really? You can't even <laughs> shut it off for, for this consolation chat. Constellation bracket even happens in real life for most awesome. Exactly. <laughs> like, can't, exactly. can't even boil it down to one. Uh, that's great. Uh, okay, so episode 11, here's where we're going to be hitting. We're going to do rip from the headlines, uh, kind of talking inspired by the Mets not even able to put up the batting order in like the right fucking order they had written down. Uh, right. They had one fucking job. Uh, it's kind of inspired <laughs> us for, for the headlines. We're going to do the MAB inbox. Uh, except I have a couple uh, female members emailing in. So we're going to hop on that. We're going to lead that into parenting tips. Uh, a model guy from Most Awesome. Yeah. Excited about that. Neapolitan Showdown ripped. We're going to be talking top three toys. It's gonna be exciting. That's right. I, I really have no idea where you're gonna be coming from on this. I'm, I'm excited to share mine. I, I have like uh-huh. I have an affinity for these toys. I'm thinking about. Uh, I have ha- thoughts as always. I'm gonna hop into the gambling corner. This is starting the eight series of NFL win features, and we're gonna be tackling mm-hmm. the AFC North today. And then we end as we do with MVP of the week and 60 second tale from the frat. Right. Uh, a lot of people have been writing in about the length. I mean, we fill up an hour and a half, and as we always do, so let's... We're up against it. We're up against we're, we're, it. We're up be. against it, as they say. As We've they got say. a hard out, and we're up against it. <laughs> got a hard out, and up against it. That just makes it sound so official. Should we jump into it? <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Right, cue the jam, let's brother. Get into it. Hit the jam. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. 
All right, ripped from the headlines. Uh, what happened this week? You had one fucking job. What went down? Yeah, so the so the Mets, the the manager turn in. So I guess apparently, you know, they have to turn in the. This is our batting lineup. So both, you know, managing uh, managers from the teams know who's going up and when. They turn in the card to the umps incorrectly, and they had uh, two guys batting out of order. Um, they switched uh, this player Flores with Cabrera. And just just a very simple, very basic thing to do, and yeah. they just they just blew it yeah. wholeheartedly. Um, and you know the Mets a little bit of a downturn at the first half of the season. I mean they're they went like one for the last like twenty five games, but don't worry, there's one hundred sixty two. So I'm sure they'll make it up and make make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, it's sure. Uh, yeah. I mean that that harkens back to in grade school, you line up in the lunch line, you have an order. That was alphabetical. Right. This is like yeah. you just have to. You just like you know who's going before you. You don't even have to worry about who's going after you. Just know what the number on the jersey is of the guy that goes up before you. But right. You exactly. Yes. Yeah. T ballers get it right all the time. <laughs> Your lunch line. Everyone's like, no. Most awesome comes after Brandon, and not before. <laughs> so you know, let's let's do that. So yeah. Uh, too much to handle. So we're talking. Uh, you had one fucking job. So uh, get into your first fuck up, brother. Yeah, so my, mine is going way back when to the miracle at the Meadowlands. Jets versus Giants. Um, a lot of people don't realize that this was in the late 70s, early 80s. You didn't have the QB kneel rule, right? So they actually had to hike the ball and run a play, or what quarterbacks used to do was roll around on the ground until they just kind of piled on top of them. So the Jets were up, I'm sorry, excuse me, the Giants were up 17 to 12. Last few seconds of the game, Joe Pisarek tries to hand off the ball to Larry, Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka, as they were coming uh, out of the huddle, said, don't give me the ball. Don't, I don't want to touch the ball. He's like, don't do it. Apparently, the quarterback didn't hear it. He went to hand the ball off, kind of fumbled it, dropped it. It bounced up, and former Chiefs head coach uh, Herm Edwards, who was a DB for the Jets at that time, scoops it up, takes it in for a score, wins it basically on the last second play. Mm. Our little Chief fans are going to love that. Nice. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to the audience a little bit. I like it. I like you it. play to win the game. <laughs> play to win the games. Uh, yeah, okay, so I'm going to go with my first. I'm not trolling you here, brother, but we knew yeah. it was going to come up. Uh-oh. i got to do the Chris Webber oh. timeout. Oh, please. Okay. The- <laughs> right, maybe I shouldn't come out of the game with that. Oh, okay, man. So, yeah. number one. Like, he- hot. What is this, the showdown? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh-huh. What's crazy is like I rewatched and I kind of forgot like – he did travel before that timeout also, Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely missed the travel call. He went to go throw it, and, or he got the rebound, went to throw the outlet pass. There was a UNC player who kind of, like, looked like he could have intercepted, so he brought it down, then dribbled, then started dribbling up. Um, it was – so they're, they're, they've broken this down. I can't remember if it was Demetrius Caleb or Michael Talley, I think it was Michael Talley, was on the bench. And as he's careening down the sidelines, Chris, Chris Weber, you can see Talley going timeout, mm-hmm. yelling the timeout. So he gets in the corner, hits timeout, and the rest is history. Yeah. Do you remember watching that game? I, I 1,000% remember watching that game. It was my first ever bad gambling beat. Ever because I was I filled out a bracket way back then, uh-huh. and I was in middle school and I had Michigan winning. Michigan wins. I close it out. I win like I don't know if we would put it like a dollar or five dollars. I don't know, but I would have won. So it comes screaming on there, calls timeout. I get mad. 
I actually go into my room and slam my door so hard. And, like, my mom, like, came, like, storming in and was like, you can't do that. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't scream and yell. I think I even, like, swore. I think I even, like, cursed. So she was, like, equally, like, the hell are you doing? You're, like, 13 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or 12 years old. And you so, just, yeah. you lost out on collecting that sweet $40 or whatever. Exactly right. Exactly. Hey, man, you, 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 you do the math on 40 bucks today. It's, like, $42 <laughs> in today's dollars. I almost want to figure out, like, is that... Does that make it official that maybe M.A. put down his first bet before Brandana did? I don't know. Let's, let's, uh, that's a question for the archives. I like that. Okay, Possibly. So that was mine. What's your number two, brother? Uh, number two, I actually remember watching this game as well. Our boy, uh, Leon Latt. Mm, um, I almost brought this up. I'm, this was on my constellation bracket. I mean, I played yes. by the rules, so I don't have a constellation bracket, but I almost right, brought it up. Right, right. So I actually, I, so Leon Latt famously has two kind of, you had one jobs. Yep. Um, one of them was in the Super Bowl where the game was handily in 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 play. So that one was just showboating, dragging across the line. I, I don't give that one as much of a, of a of a hey, you really blew it as much as I do this one. The Thanksgiving, the block kick attempted recovery, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety three. Could have left it alone. Could have left the ball alone. Could have left it alone. All I had to do was not touch it. I remember, actually, it was Thanksgiving. It was so we were we would go up north to my grandparents, and we would actually go out to dinner. Um, so we were actually in the dining or like the lobby area with the TVs on, watching at the at the pier up in Harbor Springs. And even young in 1993, even young most awesome was like, "What is he do? Why yeah. is he touching the ball?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he tried. So for those that don't know it, um, the Dolphins were kicking a last second field goal. They were the field's covered in snow. It's covered in snow. Covered in snow. Yeah, it's a freak snowstorm in Dallas. And for those of Dallas plays indoor, but they have a big cutout in the top of their dome. So snow was actually getting through. So they kick this last second 41-yard field goal. It gets blocked. Cowboys are, you know, throwing their arms up and hurrah. And then here comes Leon Lett just trying to hop on the ball. And he muffs it. Dolphin player recovers it. They get to kick it. Um they bury it last second field goal. They win sixteen fourteen. That's that's a good one. I almost was going to include that, but I was thinking for some reason I was thinking the second mistake you made. I remember Leon Lett making two fucking bonehead plays, and I yes, and I thought they were both kind of inconsequential because you know like that right. that one in a Super Bowl was just like whatever. Like it was like one of yeah, the they, biggest they, blowouts they, ever. Yeah, they went. They beat them like fifty-two to twenty or something like that. I mean, they they really beat their ass. And that play that 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 play that Leon Lett play. Is yeah, he was showboating a little bit, but that's more Don Beebe, the little wide receiver from mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills, making an incredible play than it is Leon Lett making a bonehead play. You yeah, know what I mean? But still, like, you have no experience with the football, you barely touch it. Why don't you just keep it wrapped up, get it across the goal line? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so I'm going to write off that inspiration and kind of reorder mine. So I went with, uh, I went kind of the same vein with just somebody who can't learn their fucking lesson, and that's Deshaun <laughs> Jackson. Oh. Like so, he had it Deshaun. in uh, right as a high schooler. Did the flip into the end zone for the uh, yeah? It was, a, it was in the All American game. Yeah, it was yep. All American game. Like Miss, the... Miss judges his flip comes up about three yards short, <laughs> and then, like right. fumbles the ball away. And, yeah, and then uh, not that that wasn't enough. Happens again in the pros. Yes, he has that uh, like running down against the against the Cowboys and just kind of leaving the football out there. It doesn't get knocked out, but he just kind of drops it. Like I scored a touchdown, and it. Right. Wasn't a touchdown. I mean, they yeah. did. It's not quite as weighty because it was not really consequential. They didn't, uh, they ended up keeping the football in that game, but it's still like you had one fucking job, score a touchdown, right. cross the goal line. And these are both like showboat induced, right? 
Like it's not yes. like it wasn't like a mistake or like someone chased them down. It's just like you're bigger than your britches. Like get your job done. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There is a ton of those where a player has the ball and then like last second celebrates and like throws it right before they cross the goal line. There's like a half dozen of those where they just aren't paying attention, either goes through the end zone or it's like, yeah. just get three yards into the end zone, get, you know, touch exactly. that red part of the field and then go, okay, I'm in here. I'm in the, I'm in the end zone or whatever color, you know, whatever the color of the end zone is, make sure you're in there. Yeah. Then do your thing. Yeah. Uh, what's your third? My third and, and final, this one, this one stings. Um, Lindsay Jacob Ellis. I don't know if you know that name, Brandana. Here we go. Deep dive. That's why you're the talent, deep brother. That's why you're deep, the talent. Deep dive. 2006, the Turin Olympics. Uh, women, women's snowboard downhill cross. Um, if you could actually go on NBC, for those who don't remember it, um, it was basically a downhill event where there are hills and jumps and things like that, but it's a speed time like race event. So Lindsay Jacob Ellis, it's actually kind of interesting to watch when you watch because the players are kind of like, or the snowboarders are kind of like battling against each other, trying to position against each other, and players are, you know, craning off the, the, the actual hill, flying off the hill, going into like the the uh, the netting that protects them from sliding too far out. So she is handily winning. She's going to win a gold medal for the USA. Mm-hmm. She is on like the last jump before, and she tries to pull a little... You know, grab of her board, a little, okay. little fakey. What are this called? Like little kicky, little, little ollies, little little, 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 little ollies. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not on the extreme <laughs> part. She did, she, she did a little, yeah, she, she did a little trick. Grabs it, comes down, catches it edge, boom, falls down. Then is trying to hop back up and gain speed. Gain speed. Some other snowboarder from another country comes flying down, passes her. She ends up winning the silver medal. And like when you get there, the, the end is the worst because. The the second place person, they are like their her team is coming out there and like just mobbing her and can't believe it, and she is just standing there like stunned, like I can't like I can't believe that happened. I just can't believe that happened. Do you do you so even in your house? Do you hang up the silver medal, or is it like too much of a fucking reminder about why you don't fuck around and just get your job done? Like, is that is there silver medal on a mantle, or does she not want to talk about those Olympics like ever again? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think I think initially, like, it probably brings up a lot of a lot of pain. But uh, over time, it's like at, at the end of the day, it's like, well, I did win. I, I was the second best snowboarder in the world, and it's and it's probably a good lesson. I've actually seen her talk. Like, she's a very sweet person. She's she's pretty grounded. And and the thing about that is, is a lot of people in the sport came to her defense and was like. That's kind of part of the sport, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, yeah. I doing the tricks and stuff sure. like that is a little bit part. Even in that event, like it's it's acceptable to do it. So it's not like it's not like a Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson where he was like blatant uh, showboating. Like that's a little component of the game that they're that they do. So sure, like like an unspoken rule though. There's not like a performance judge there though. Right? right. Yes. Yeah. There's no performance judge. You're right. It's not. It's a timed event. So. But yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, well, maybe you can, maybe you can turn that uh, into a, into a, you know, a keeping your eye on the prize type of thing. You know sure. what I mean? Maybe she can do a little motivational speaking that way. And I guess in great news, uh, nobody really watches the Winter Olympics, so right, exactly. Don't, don't at the end of the day, she's well. going to go into any, she's going to go into any bar and be like, yeah, I won silver medal, and they're like, oh, holy shit! All right, okay, for what? Curling. <laughs> uh, my number three year is. This is a little homer ball. I went with um, Blair Walsh missing the 27 Oof. yard field goal against the Seahawks. Yeah. 
Uh, That's a stinger. Yeah, I think that was a 2016 playoffs. Weirdly enough, uh, Blair Walsh went on to play for the Seahawks and missed right. field goals for them also. So you know, yeah, he never really kind of came back after that. Dude, it was weird, right? He has the I think he has the rookie record for most 50 plus yard field goals made. I'm pretty sure that still right. holds up, or at least like not missing one made this record. It's like, I don't know if just the shanks got in his head or something, but it's just like he wasn't the same kicker. Famously, as uh, Gymnonymous Tan Laundry brought up in our in our Neapolitan <laughs> showdown, is, is that they get, yeah, I mean, they get cut pretty frequently. And, and it really shows like the kicking game is, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of parallels to golf and there's a lot of parallels to the mental aspect of it. And once you kind of lose it, uh, Roberto Aguario, the the kicker who's drafted in the second round by the oh, yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, he just famously came in there and he was the most heralded kicker out of Florida State in NCAA history and then came out and just couldn't. The pressure was just too much and mentally just couldn't do it. Physically, he could probably kick the ball 65 yards if he wanted to and but in the game and in, in practice, no, he just mentally couldn't handle it. Yeah, I mean, it may be sports podcast famously doesn't give too much airtime to kickers. But mm-hmm. on, on that topic real fast, like, it is kind of, there's no time to get in your rhythm, you know? Like, you're not running, like, plays are time. It's just like, oh, I'll get him on the next one. Or, like, Des Bryant drops a pass. And he's just like, all right, like, hit me. Like, I'm going to game up right. now. Like, it's just, you're sitting on the sideline basically not trying to, like, to stay loose, not get cold. Right. And just be ready right. for everything to be riding on you kicking this ball through the uprights. It's nuts. Right, exactly. Yeah, it is a crazy position. And everyone on that team knows, like, that is your one job, your one thing that you have to do. Yeah, and it's a little unfair, right? They're just like, oh, you have one job. It's just like, oh, like, yeah, it's not not, not for me, brother. Glad I'm not a kicker. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's jump into the inbox, shall we? Is there something I'm missing off your constellation bracket? Did you keep it to a tight three? I have to do a tight three this three. time. A tight three, yes, because I knew because <laughs> I knew you're going to talk about Chris Weber's thing. It just it pains <laughs> me. It just it just hurts me in the heart. You, you want to get this back as soon as possible? Uh, yes, we'll, we'll get you that sixty dollars back, bro. We'll find those middle schoolers. We'll do a recount. Oh yeah, exactly. I, I know they're on Facebook. I'll find them. I'll track them down. <laughs> find them. Find them and slit their throats. You know, I was, I was listening to, like, you sneakily have snuck that in two pods, and it's really funny. Which is funny, because you called me a fan of murder, but, like, I'll just right. be listening when I'm editing, and I'm just like, I kind of missed that, because, like, ATL was talking over him. just like, did he say, like, slit the throat again? Right, got, right, exactly. Both about Darren. Both about the Dolph. Oh, yeah, the Dolph, the Dolph. Coming at you, Dolph. Exactly. Coming um, at you, Dolph. Okay, so, uh, the inbox. We have one from Stacy here. Hey, MAB, uh, I thoroughly enjoy listening to your podcast. I feel like I've gotten to hang out with you on a weekly basis, which has been nice. Miss you both. Thank you, Stacey. Uh, anyway, I read today about how the NCAA commission is looking to the NCAA to make sweeping reforms to the way it handles corruption in sport. What are your thoughts on the changes they want to make and how it will affect college basketball? She left a little article there, and let me finish out mm-hmm. the uh, email. On a side note, I remember the drive to Coach- uh, Coachella with Most Awesome and his lovely wife, uh, wife while listening to the NFL draft. At first, I was a little annoyed with the fact that we were just spending hours in the car to it rather than singing and chatting, but I wound up getting extremely invested in the possibility of drafting of Brady Quinn to the Chiefs, and it made the drive quite enjoyable and made it go really fast. See? This is what, this is what sports does. It takes non, non, uh, non-people who are interested in it and brings them in. That's, what, that's the magic of it. That's what Mab's all about. We just want, That's what it is, ma'am. We just want to bring people together. Uh, and luckily, yeah. the Chiefs didn't get Brady Quinn. So congratulations to that. I know. <laughs> Can't express I know. that luck enough. Uh, okay, brother, tell me what's going on in this article. 
What's up? What's the so haps? so there they, they, so there's a like like she said there's a commission that's looking to make some 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 big changes. Um, although uh, a lot of the things that they were highlighting didn't really feel like big changes that I think are going to really actually fix the crux of what the issue is with the NCAA, particularly with men's basketball. You know, talking about the um, you know all the the pay-to-play type things that were going on or pay-to-go-to-the-school type thing. So they were – one of the things was talking about uh, basically instead of the show-cause penalties that they have against coaches and in extreme instances of cheating going with a lifetime ban. Um, also talking about getting rid of the age restriction for the draft. Um, if that doesn't happen, the commission said it would also consider another option of making freshmen ineligible – which I thought was interesting. That was an interesting thing that I thought maybe could dial at the crux of it, but I don't know why take their eligibility away. I'm not really sure the point behind that. Um, Another thing that I like that I'm in favor of is they said that if a player goes undrafted, um, they are barred from returning to college basketball, but the commission would want to change that rule, and they could go back to their same school, which I think is is fair if they don't get drafted and they don't sign with an agent, then then come back. there was one thing in there that uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice is, was heading up this commission is, is that she doesn't want uh, to pay college as- athletes saying that the goal should not be to turn college basketball into another professional league. Um, so the thing that I have, I, I have a couple issues with that is, is one, on the lifetime ban for the co- coaches, really what you're going to do is you're just going to push that just deep into the darker corners and recesses of the uh, – of the, the, the fringes where now coaches are going to have now even more, you know, layers in between um, to make sure their hands, themselves. Make sure their hands stay yeah. clean. Make sure their hands stay clean. I mean, we're not going to see, you know, the, the coach, the head coach at Arizona, uh, uh, we're not going to see that t- style of just blatant, yeah, let's get this guy paid. You're going to have intermediaries. It's going to be like your, your number two villain, Tony Soprano. You're, you're, it's going to be like the Costa Nostra. Like everyone's just going to kind of keep it at arm's length and make sure that the coach stays protected and that, you know, we have a fall guy upon fall guy to catch that blame. So we just can insulate the coaches. So I don't, I don't really see how that helps the issue that the NCAA ha- has. What's the damage with, and maybe like I'm just being completely nearsighted, but I'm trying to figure out why not if a player declares for the draft at a college. And he's not right. drafted. Even if he does sign with an agent and he changes his mind, why can he not go back to, to his basketball program? See, this is the thing that it's weird. The NCAA has kind of like really hammered this like amateurism aspect, right? Mm-hmm. And like she said, it, like kind of Lisa Rice said, the goal should not be to turn college basketball into another professional league. Well, but the NCAA gets paid like a professional sports league. Yep. So we have this weird kind of duality in we're getting we're we're taking these checks by the billions and yet we want to maintain the integrity of an amateur athlete. I don't really understand the 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 connection between the two and to sit there and say like well why can't they go out and you know here's another thing uh Jim Harbaugh just recently was talking about because um, Michigan did a, a behind the scenes with Amazon talking about getting like deferred payments for these players, maybe in form of stock or in some trust that's set up after they're leaving. But then he made a weird comment that he said that um, essentially that he was worried about 
if they get actually directly paid while they're on the team, that that could then actually mean that their scholarships would be viewed as income and then that would be taxed. And I was like, that's just a weird, that's just a weird non sequitur. And it's, and, and really what it harkens back to is the NCAA and college then for years have saying or said to athletes, well, you don't get paid, but you get $50,000 in an athletic scholarship, right? So is it a scholarship? Or is it a is it a method of payment? I mean, if I'm a if I'm a genius, and I get into Harvard, and they want to roll out the red carpet because I'm a genius and I've got the highest scores. And let me correct this: uh, you are a gen- you're officially a genius, right, Most Awesome? At least- oh yes, exactly. Okay, correct. Okay, great. I mean, unofficially, official. Oh, unofficial, I'm a genius. But in, in the yeah. MAB Sports Podcast world, the talent a genius. So uh, I'm gonna officially call you a genius. So. Okay, yes. Yes, touched from God, whatever you want to call sure. it. I, yeah, I'm right All there with works. you. So if I go there and, 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 and I am at Harvard and I'm getting a scholarship, if I go and get another job, if I go to McDonald's or if I just go and work you know, on Wall Street, does that mean my scholarship, my academic scholarship is going to get uh, – Taxed? That yeah. doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? And so, so physically, if I have all these athletic abilities and Michigan and Alabama want to sign me, but then I can also go and go out there and do a car advertisement for uh, a local dealership, why can't I get paid for that? You know what I mean? One, what does the two have to do with, with each other? Yeah, there, does, there just seems to be a little bit of a, a contradiction on NCAA. Like, I don't like them hiding behind the flag of just like, you know, uh, like – integrity like student integrity right. like these are student athletes these are and then just be like you know counting like their millions of dollars like behind. there's just like there's something that doesn't ring true on whatever their argument is because it's at the end of the day like we can't get around the fact like you guys are making so much money off these kids that aren't getting paid anything right right exactly and that's the thing is is there's i, I believe there's a fair balance between it because there are revenue generating sports football basketball and actually football is really the biggest revenue generators even at your biggest basketball programs they don't they pale in comparison to what the revenue that some of these football schools bring in but then you have non-revenue generating you know sports um and because of title nine there's an equity there's an equitable number of athletic scholarships per female athletes as there is male athletes so for every football, a lot of football then supplements some of the like men and women's track or you know gymnastics, some of those things yeah. that don't actually generate revenue. Um, so there is something to be kind of accounted to across the board, right? Because we can't. I'm not in favor of showing, even though it's directly resulted to like a Devonte Graham generating for Kansas. Um, I'm not necessarily being like, well, he should get a bigger piece of the pie, and they should not get anything you know you should be kind of equilateral we should make sure that these players get something for their their talents yeah. right yeah absolutely uh thanks for the email stacy uh yeah yeah good of, stuff stacy and, and 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 real quick stacy just wanted to let you know that email came to us a while ago mm. but it hit our it hit our mab spam folder didn't belong um, there. Didn't belong, didn't there, belong there. No, yeah. it didn't. And and actually, our 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 map intern, our map turn, mm-hmm. we fired them. We fired that they're person. Done. So they're, they're done. You know, like we made a list of very specific names on emails that can't fall through the cracks. Stacy's was on top. The map turn exactly. dropped the ball. So now the map turns out working for a lesser podcast. Exactly. Yeah, like a like a nerdist or something. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, all, right, all right, email number two. This one is uh, just title MA. Coming at you, yeah. 
Uh, as a right. father of two girls, do you feel like it is important for you to spend more time watching, talking about, and raising up female athletes in women's leagues at home and on the podcast? Signed, Prima. All right. Good question, Prima. Um, the, the, short, the short answer is I don't think it's any more important for me to talk having two girls about female athletes in particular than just just the athletic – um, you know, a lot of the things that athletes and athletics show us and teach us as human beings, those are the things that I, I really like to raise up on a platform. So if it's a, it's a male athlete or a female athlete achieving a, a high level of success or winning a championship, I want to show those to my girls to show them that the ability to achieve is through some kind of common core tendencies, you know, uh, effort and hard work, you know, trying your best you know, just basic tenets of winning and losing. Go ahead. So is there importance? So you're not necessarily more inclined, like if, you know, UConn's going on an epic run or it's the women's final four, you're not more inclined to maybe switch over and watch that a little bit just for your girls to see like girls playing athletic sports at that level? Um, no. Yeah. I mean, I'll turn it on if it's, if, if there is something of merit going on, you know what I mean? Yes. If, if UConn is, is, is on a run and, and I'm interested in seeing, it, I'm, I'm going to turn it on. But funny enough, we were actually just, we turned on the TV, it was on ESPN and it was the softball. It was a softball, the ACC uh, softball playoffs or, or like last game of the season, it was between FSU and Pittsburgh. And my eldest daughter was like, oh, are those girls playing that? I was like, yeah, that's softball. They play softball. And we sat there and watched it because she showed interest. So mm-hmm. if she shows interest and, and is and is driven by it, I'll definitely leave it on and, and definitely talk to her. But the importance of, you know, raising up female athletes or, or more so, it's less about raising up female athletes, but more about talking about females in those particular roles. We'll talk about anybody that achieves success, gender, non-gender specific, because really the goal is, is to imprint on them that, that what makes people succeed and what, what the core factors of success are. And, 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 and athletics is a, is a prime example to actually teach and use those things because, you know, LeBron is not LeBron because his dad knows somebody or the co- he's the coach's favorite. Mm-hmm. He's there because he obviously, yes, he is physically gifted, but he works harder. He, he dedicates more. He's a selfless teammate and all these other things that those are the things that we're trying to instill in my girls because that's, that's ultimately what's going to help them most in life. And if they have those skill sets and they have the belief that whatever I do in life, as long as I show up, I, I work hard, I try my best and I and I and I and I'm good to those that are around me, meaning my teammates or what have you. That I'm going to succeed. That nothing is impossible. You're good. You're getting hot right now. You're getting hot. You know what? I'm going to do. I get. I get. But let's let's, let's, let's hit him with the song. All right, MA, MA Parenting Tips, a model guy. Uh, I think yeah. kind of riding that wave of that, uh, that second email right there, brother. Uh, hop in. Model yeah. guy, what are we talking about here? So really, it's just kind of this made me think about, you know, raising up female athletes and, and, and talking about it. And I started thinking all, all these things about instilling into kids. And, and really, um, for me, the focus is on having little girls is really being about like you said, a model guy, really showing and demonstrating 
to them what it means to be like with their mother, with Dr. Mrs. The Commish, what it means and what relationships and the values of, you know, uh, of being with one another and what that is in, how that is going to infer or, or imprint on them, I should say. So really what it is, is, you know, you know, they're going to, they always, you always say that you hear that like you, you date your daughter, right? And I never really truly understood that expression. You mm-hmm. date your daughter, but really what it is, is when, when they get of age, whether it's whoever they, they end up dating, they're going to look at their parents, my wife and myself as a guideline, as a baseline as to what's acceptable in relationships and what's acceptable for them to do to somebody else and what's acceptable for them to, to, to receive. So as a, as a dad, that was one of those things where, you know, we didn't, we didn't find out the gender of our first child, uh, until the birth we waited to find, we didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. You do, we knew you it was do gonna... know it now though, right? Like that. I, I'm, like... Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, 30,000 diapers later, <laughs> I, I finally figured it out. Copy that. Um, sounds... but, but yeah, but it's, it's one of those things is where, you know, when she came into, to our lives, you know, it wasn't that moment of like, Oh shoot, I wish I could have had a boy, you know, and it would have been nice, obviously, as much as it was nice to have a girl, I think for a, my comfort level, you know, cause we were talking about this earlier as like an athlete and kind of a very male, you know, we get this on the pod. It's very bro yeah. My, my existence was pretty bro growing up. So I didn't have a sister. I did. I had no female, you know, kind of interactions other than wives and girlfriends and moms. Um, so, and not in that order, by the way, I have, I don't have girlfriends with sure. wives. Yeah. Um, correct that. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it became important to me to realize that, Hey, she's going to, you know, whoever she ends up marrying or dating, she's going to look at how our relationships are as a baseline for what's acceptable. So I get this question real fast. So as you, <coughs> so you're going to the zone, you're not a parent yet, uh, Right. Your wonderful wife, uh, you find out you're going to have a baby in your right. head. Are there two different tracks you're thinking? If I have a boy, if I have a girl, like is right. Cause you're prepping yourself to be a dad. So is, right. are you prepping yourself? Like, all right, if I have a boy, like this is kind of what I'm coming out of the gate doing. If I have a girl, this is that. Yeah. I mean, from, from that standpoint, no. Cause I, when you're, when, when you're kind of on the precipice of being a parent, you're really just freaked out. You're like, I think I, I'll do all these things, but I really don't know. It's like they say, you know, like, um, you know, everyone has a, a, a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And that's kind of like what it is being a parent. You know, everyone kind of has an idea and then the kid comes and it's like, Oh, I got to figure this shit out. Yeah. Um, and I, I always used to joke too, and, and it was, you know, cause everyone's like, Oh, I don't care what the, the sex of the child is. It's, I just want them to be healthy. And I always make this joke. And I was like, I don't care what the, what the sex of the child is. As long as they have 10 toes and 10 fingers and a penis, I'll be happy, <laughs> you know? And that's the thing is, it's like, so I used to make that joke. And then I, obviously I got, I got a girl and, and, and that was that. And I have two girls now, but my, how I treat them. And a lot of things I've talked about in the parenting tip, how I treat them is no differently than if I would if I had a boy or a girl, I'm trying to keep the, the, the things that are important to me, the things that made me who I am and the successes, however you view them as what I think is important and instill that. And then the stuff that I don't like about myself, right. The things that I, I, I try and work on. Yeah. There's nothing, but yeah, there's there are not, I mean, things, I, I'm not behind closed doors. Like yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'll have to take exactly. It. But it's one of those things. It's like, how do I, 
not imprint that on them? And how do I show them and how do I give them good skills for their life that are going to serve them well on life? And I think really talking about being a model dad or a model guy, as we talked about, that's a small thing. Because if you're sitting there and you're screaming at your wife or you're constantly getting into arguments or you call her a bitch or you call her whatever, and if I have two little girls or if I even have two little boys, what's that? That's now the norm. That's the baseline. Yeah. And the little girls going into the world, that's not going to serve them well. And it's certainly not going to serve the little boys well either. And that's not the type of human beings I'm trying to, to bring into this world. And same thing with my wife. You know, she looks at it as they need to know how to treat a spouse. You know what I mean? And it, it being Mother's Day Eve, let's, let's, uh, let's end on this one. Give a little shout out to Dr. Mrs. Kamish. What's something that you learned about your wife after she became a parent where you're just like, that's dynamite. That maybe made your parenting better. Oh, that's a really good question. There's a, there's a ton. Really? So there's, there's two, I would say after her, really is her like ability to really focus in on the girls and really, really give effort. You know what I mean? Meaning, and it's, hard, it's, a, it's, it's a weird way to say it. So we really communicate on all the stuff that the kids are doing. We look for different uh, different avenues. My wife found like a parenting blog to take a look at and learn and different things. And, and the one thing that she's, she's really good at is wanting to address and talk about stuff like, Hey, I feel like I'm, she's, she's really great about, I feel like I am lacking or I, I've really had a rough time with X. And as a parent, you're, you're very fragile in that. Even with, even with your spouse, you're very fragile with sitting there and be like, I, if I feel inferior about it or I'm not doing, I didn't do a good job as a dad today. It's worse to sit there and admit it to someone else. So she made it very, a very safe place for us to talk about, Hey, I feel like I yelled at my daughter and, and I really probably shouldn't have. And you know, it's one of those things. And, and she makes it like a safe space for us to interact and then in turn be able to grow from that. Right. So we can sit there and be like, okay, we're struggling with the same things. How do we figure this out? And she's very proactive and always looking for avenues and, and different things to read on and, and different tactics for us to try. And it, and it, and it's worked out very well. She's a great mom. That's great, man. All right. Enough of all this mushy talk. Let's argue about some fucking toys. Take us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Boom. Showdown It started like as it. a little argument about ranking flavors of, flavors of ice cream And it's taking on its own fucking life uh, I didn't like last week. Most awesome. I just, I gotta, I gotta listen to episode 10 and I want to tell you this is a safe space. Like I saw this team coming space. out of yours a little bit. We got, we got a little <laughs> testing each other. I think it was that third person there kind of judging and picking winners. And I just, I want you to know at the end of the day, like it's your and I's heads hitting the pillows next to each other and we gotta, we gotta keep it safe. Exactly. Space. I do. We just, we just go off on our pod pillows and look <laughs> at each other. I, I actually, yes, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy about the scoring. Mm-hmm. No, so that's no, really not. what it was. I was not. So I don't know how to tell you. Like, your toys are probably going to be wrong, and I'm looking forward to arguing about it. We're doing uh, top three toys. I think you said you did the summer tip, right? You did a little season. Yeah, and, and really why I did that is is more so than the summer toys, really just to eliminate, like, video games. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we were, we were kind of touching Because every like once video games came into my life, I was like, oh, that those are the, yeah. those are the preeminent toys. I was really looking for toys that – 
um, and I'll get into my criteria here in a little bit that yeah. everyone could could play with, and it was it was it was enjoyable for everyone versus just like one or two people just locked up in their room. Exactly. With the Neapolitan Showdown, we don't do parameters really, but we had to get a little specific on this because it's like we're not ranking Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and fucking Atari in some like arbitrary right. order. <laughs> like we're we're right, doing toys, right. hands-on, tangible toys. Uh, all right, hit me with right. your number one. Do you have three, or you get a little consolation bracket? I, I, I do have a consolation bracket, <laughs> and I had a consolation bracket just because I wanted to see where you're at. Okay, but right. I did want to. So, so here's how I here's how I rank them. Sure. Here's how I set them up because I wanted um, a. I wanted availability. So that's one thing we talked about. A, a great toy is that every kid has the ability to get them. Yeah, you right? don't have you, know, a, you I don't have a VR machine like in your living room because your dad's rich. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sure. Like an Oculus Rift. Like, all right, that's obviously the the sweetest toy ever, but not every kid's going to get it. So this this doesn't mean that every every kid had that toy. Right. But this means that every kid could go out there and get that toy. I got you. I got you. And and I would still say there's a there's a skosh a hint of a wow factor even when you see it because you're like, oh, that's a cool toy. I still like that toy. That's good. So I did. I think I weighed a little bit on like nostalgia also. I'm just like yes. like holding my hand would kind of give me kind of that magical feeling of you know yes. it's a Saturday afternoon in the summer nothing fucking going on I can play with this for hours and it'll be a blast. And that segues into my next point is is that toy has to have the ability to waste hours of time. Yeah. Like you have to have that ability, and then obviously just pure the pure enjoyment factor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to get into my number three. It's a heavy hitter, heavy hitter for a number three, uh, because it's what made me think of this category. The girls were getting ready. We've, we've got some taste of the summer here. I rolled it out, mm-hmm. washed it off. I'm talking about the slip and slide. Mm. This is a beautiful toy because you could hook it up. Now there's all sorts of iterations of the slip and slide. Sure. Now they're they're all sorts of crazy. But the slip, the slip and slide, and it's in, in the, our generation. Um, first off, you can waste tons of time on it, 100%. right? It's yeah. it's a perfect perfect summer toy. And I said eventually, what happens is is that you and your buddies start doing like different tricks or you know doing it backwards or you know all yeah. this stuff. And eventually, the long. Were you about to so say? On, that, were you about to say on your head? Because I yes, like on you, your head. I, 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 I'd like you to spin me a, like that. You went down an entire like twenty yards <laughs> on your head right. on a slip and slide. Right. For those of you who don't know, I'm actually sitting in a wheelchair today. So, um, but no. But it's one of those things. Yes, I was. Yeah, I was thinking. But you, you would. Somebody would eventually try something that was a little dangerous, right? And mm. the old school ones had like the lawn darts that like went in the ground. So eventually, yeah. somebody would take one across the chest and get a little scuffed sure. up, or it would get so wet that they'd slide and go careening into the bushes. That was always a good for <laughs> yeah. always for a good little yeah. laugh. Well, I think I think um, you have to go when you're talking toys. Also, like. When you're young and it's summer, like you just have to get some form of water. Even if you're not going to the pool, yes. like I need that hose water, like all those different toys that came out that just like did hose water in different ways. You're just basically just playing in a hose. Right, exactly, yes. And here's the thing that I've, it made me think about too. I was like in the 80s, I was like, here's like a real like identifier of like in, in terms of kids, like their class. Like if, if my parents had this, like, oh, we're the Rockefellers. Like, yeah. So I thought about it. If, if you had a pool, if you had a pool at your house, you, that kid was yeah. like, you're the rich kid. You you are the rich above kid. ground, right? Above ground pool, like just the like the big. Did you above f- ground? Or, oh god, yeah. In the, ground, the ground pool. Dude, Holy how rich shit. are you? What are, you're the, you should be sponsoring yeah, this podcast. You had an in ground pool. Your friends had. I did not pools? have an. No, I didn't have oh, an in ground pool. No, okay. no, I had friends that had an in ground pool, and they might as well have been the president of the, <laughs> sure. the, the country. Yeah. Oh my you god. You know what I mean? His, his dad was like, "How how do you get this in the ground?" Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Oh, even I didn't even segment at that because then you get the above ground pool. So that's one A, one B. The slip and slide is a nice like that's the that's the every man's yeah. you know outdoor wet top toy, and then 
the people that lived on the other side of the tracks, those were the ones that were using That's the me. sprinkler. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, the sprinkler, or you had that, you had that, uh, that one and a half foot off the ground kind of folds up. You can fill it with hose water, like leaves from the trees falling in it, like just kind of sitting out there, like that little mini pool. <laughs> right. Gross. Right. Uh, or if you're the parent that just put out the garbage bags and just like t- <laughs> stick and then just like put like Dawn soap okay. on there. So, so this could be a subcategory, like the toys that, because we grew up in, you know, the kind of, TV commercial age. I know it's still going on, but it was still like you saw right. a toy and you're just like, I have to own that. Like the toy that didn't kind of live up to its hype. And I feel like I don't, there are plenty of times I remember having that slip and slide and I'm sure I had the off brand one, but laying it down and it's just like the ground wasn't quite smooth enough or there'd be like rocks underneath there without trying to get into like a comedy bit, but it would like cut right, you up right. like it was just, but that's good. Good yes. number three. Uh, I'll go with mine's a little bit more indoor. I don't know if you knew how much of a nerd I was growing up. I know you're outdoor, no. just like, playing basketball, like running the streets. Uh, I was indoors playing with my Legos, doing a fan Ooh. favorite, a classic at number three. It was, um, yes. I remember for one Christmas, like the big question was, because those big sets would be like $89, right? Or yes. I could get like a, like Super Mario Brothers 3, which would be like $89 or whatever. I think it was a little cheaper, but it was like around that. Right. So it was just like, which which one did young little brandana one and i just i remember getting obsessed about lego sets like having to come in right. and just being like fascinated and i didn't i didn't go i didn't go off script i would always say to just like this is how you build it this one i'm building like it makes me feel like i i think i still like building like ikea furniture like i do find satisfaction <laughs> adult lego yeah it like open up a box being like this is the instructions all the tools are in here this is what you're building go to work Good work. Interesting, yeah. So I did. I did love Legos. I, we we had we had literally dozens of like Tupperware buskets. I almost said buskets. <laughs> Tupperware buckets filled with Legos. And so that's the thing is is I'm trying to like right now to, like because Legos have made a huge comeback now. And if you go down the toy aisle, there are like these huge like incredible vignettes and scenes out of like movies or what have I don't remember in my era them being so elaborate. I know you kind of had like the city or the car or whatever. Yeah. But I don't remember these like elaborate Spaceship, sets yeah. coming out of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they had the Star Wars Legos, which were, you know, you know what I'm talking like about. The... Not what I'm talking about, but just spaceships. Right. I'm okay. talking Star Wars. Oh. No Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Wait, yeah. Right. Right. Shoving Vader down my throat. No Star Wars. All right. <laughs> All right. No, I'm trying to get it still working in there. So yeah, but so we, but I, but mine would never stay intact. Like eventually they would get broken off, mm-hmm. and they would just be just it just wow. loose Legos. I remember I never knew what to do after I built it. Like it just like right. sits on my dresser. Like it kind of looks like a trophy and accomplishment. And like I said, I never went off script. Like I wasn't the guy that just had like random Legos in a big bin and just like, oh, I'm going to build like a house today or like I'm just going to design something. It was just like, I want the instructions. I want all the pieces in there. I just want to build it. Right. Yeah. And see, I had them in the bucket. I couldn't design ever, anything after that. And I was really envious of my friends that could. I had this one buddy, Charlie, who had like a whole Lego universe in his basement where he built like, you know, taking like the street ones, mm-hmm. right? And like building houses and stuff like that. It was like the Sims before the Sims. Mm-hmm. He made this whole like universe. And I was like, this dude's a genius. Like, how, did, how can you do this? Like, I, I, there, I, I had no, I possessed no, none of those skills. Did he buy all those Legos from what he won when Michigan lost the national championship on Weber's Travel? Is this the same middle school yes, guy? Yes, exactly, right, exactly. <laughs> and every day Sorry. he was like, this is the house that Weber built. <laughs> Uh, what's your number two, brother? My number two. Okay, so I'm still staying on the outdoor side of things. Uh, I'm going with the Nerf football, specifically the Vortex. Do you remember the Vortex Is that the football? one that whistled? 
That's the one that whistled. Yeah. That John Elwick was like, I could throw this 90 yards. Yeah. It was like the most impressive toy. So that was that you could play. Did you ever play 500? Did you ever play this game? Is that when you throw it up in the air and like you grab it and you score points? Yes, exactly. You throw it up in the air and whoever's throwing it and there's like a there's like nine kids at the other side. You throw it up in the air and you're like 25 points and you catch it. Yeah. Or you throw it up like kind of like how we score this. You throw it up there and you're like negative <laughs> a thousand and everyone would like scatter out of the way. Our scoring is a little bit more official. What I did play uh, <laughs> with my brother is so we would have uh, – we played one-on-one football. And how we did that is we would go in between the two houses. Our house had a slanted roof that kind of ran yeah. the length of our quote-unquote football field. And we would yeah. basically, like, each play was a pass play. So you would hike it by yourself. You'd throw it up on the roof. You'd run down, and they would try to defend, like, you oh. catching it. And then you'd catch it there, yes. and you'd be down. And you'd have four downs to, like, it was, we were a little geniuses. We used to do that off the garage. We used to do that same thing off the garage. It was the most fun. you do it with, like, a baseball. You could do it with anything. Yeah. You'd throw it up there and let it roll yep, down. exactly, exactly. And then just, everyone just edging for like it. Like a Yeah, game. that's great. Yeah, and the thing that I loved about the Nerf football, more so than like a baseball, is that if it did go into the, the trees, if it went into the ivy, because it was like multiple colors and like the Vortex specifically had the, the tail, the fin coming off the back, mm-hmm. you could go in there and dig it out yep. pretty easily. Like yep. I lost many a baseball, just it's, it's gone to the gods. I have no idea where yep. it went. What's your number two, B? Uh, I'm going Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Turtle Man. So the I, Turtle Man? So you brought up Toys R Us and this was going to link back, so... Growing up as a kid, my uh, grandmother, we used to go visit my great-grandmother. And it was right. a two-hour car trip. And also, when we'd go there, they would play, um, they would play spades, I believe. I, b- I believe they play a card game spades because she's catching up with like, all sure. her family. And I'm there. I kind of need to be... Not like, not like uh, uh, Javaris Crittenden and... and uh, uh, no, not and like that. Gilbert <laughs> Arenas, right? No, no, no high stakes? No, it, no it, Blu-ray it, games I, going I don't on? Think, I don't think it got that intense. But uh, I would want something to do. And I think this links into a little bit of the Lego building. Uh, I love just building new things. And so we would go. I would always be like, can we go to Toys R Us just to look at toys? And she'd be like, Brandon, like, you're not, we're not getting a toy. We can go there to look. But then I would put on a sad face. and be like, Grandma, like, I need this. It'll keep me entertained. And then I remember specifically getting the turtle van. Like, I collected the turtles, like, teenage action figures. And, like, had all the accessories. And I remember, like, begging for that turtle van. And getting to put it together in the car and then just wheeling around like just hours of fun with this little van. Also, like my subset on this, if we're going to do a little bit of Constellation Bracket, is going to be the Technodrome. That thing was fun. And also the I had Technodrome. the... Technodrome? Uh, What's the Technodrome? The Technodrome was uh, Shredder's... It was where Shredder oh, and Crank... Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, yeah, right, right, right. Thing. Yes, I remember now. Okay, yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember the name. I know what you're talking about. Okay, so rank... Who's your favorite, who's your favorite turtle? Donatello. Good question. Donatello? Yeah. I like, and, and not He's the one with favorite. the staff, right? What's that? The staff, yeah. He's, He's the, the staff, yeah, right. He, he was yeah. The, he was Leonardo the was my guy. Oh, the leader? I bet he was. I bet you are yeah. Leonardo. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, I feel like there's a lot of people screaming, send in your favorite turtles, guys. We want to hear it. I know our, if I had to guess what our fan base are, they're a bunch of, they're a bu- bunch of Michelangelo's. That's, yeah. that's my guess. Raphael. I th- who, Raphael always had to be the last because he had those weird katanas and no, who, who wanted to be Raphael? Well, he's a little like people did like it because he was like snarky. He was like a little like oh really? Little, he was a little aloof. Do you know the Ninja Turtles? Were you not obsessed? I know it not as well as you. I was, I was a little older. My my uh, we Dawes, my younger brother, he was that was right in his yeah. wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So I was a little older when they came out. But yes, I do remember. I remember him watching it relentlessly like yeah. every, like the saturday morning cat cartoons just watching it all the time yes um 
But I still had my favorites, and I still know the the premise. I don't know all the details. Yeah. Master Ooh. Splinter and April O'Neil, all that stuff. Big turtle guy. Big turtle guy. Uh, all right, well, drum roll, right. please. Let's talk about all our right. number one. My number one all Wait, time. We, what are we scoring? Well, I'm freaking the score. Well, you're the scoreboard guy. I, I just figured. I just could, I figured we were neck and neck. I think it's a dead even. heat. It's a dead heat going. It's a dead heat. One. Okay. Dead heat. Exactly. Okay. Dead heat. Okay. <sighs> okay. Let's find it. Let's bounce back from last week. Last week was rough. This week, so I'm coming at you. I don't know how any kid could not want this toy. This is the the greatest toy ever. It was made by a NASA engineer. I'm talking about the Super Soaker. Oh, my God. I thought we had the, the same Super one. Soaker. You are super outdoors on this. Super Soaker. Yes. Oh, man. That's good. That's good. They kind of um, they lost their way a little bit when they started coming out with like the pistol and everyone. But there wasn't. So we were talking about toys that didn't live up to the expectation. Super Soaker was one that absolutely did. It was just yes. like the water gun fights were always fun. But like those cheap water guns, like always just kind of. It wasn't like quite as fun, but Super Soaker showed up and it was just like, oh, game on. Right, right, right. And there weren't that all that like exotic. Like I felt like everyone could have gotten or gone out there and gotten one Super Soaker. Yeah. So everyone would get there, you get there, your buddies, and it's like the Super Soaker war. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't birthday gift level. Like it's still like right. I got straight A's like this week. Can we go get a Super Soaker? Like it was in kind of that right. price point to where it can still be like just kind of arbitrary buy. Right. It's like. I got B's and C's. Can we get a super soaker? <laughs> the, and they're the like, yeah. One. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Super soak it up. <laughs> right. The best thing about that is, is if you didn't have a pool, like we didn't have a pool, great summer relief to not having a pool because you just douse everybody running around. Yep. Um, and with my friends, it was always good when you're sitting there and the one person just had the one super soaker and everyone just kind of hanging out and then you just fire it and it hits it right in the crotch and makes them look like they pee their oh, pants. Oh, yeah. The old... Good, that's always for a good yeah. time. Oh, crowd good, favorite. Good time Charlie right there. <laughs> crowd favorite. Uh, wow, I think our list really reflects nerdism versus cool guy on the block. Uh, my number one toy, and this is... It's got to be a crowd favorite. I feel like everyone had one. It was a little complicated, but definitely gave you hours of entertainment. I went with the classic... Etch a sketch. Oh yeah, okay. Again, the draw thing, like it was little, like um, you never could quite pull off like what people did on the commercials, and I mean there weren't YouTube videos back then, but you'd see like pictures of just like wow, like that's like like mocking like the like a famous painting or something. But it was uh, I remember like just trying to figure out the rhythm of like tracing back down a line to make something new without like hitting any of like the little sand out so you couldn't tell so you kind of seamlessly like design something you play with that just guys bro i i did not because i for those listeners out there um while i am a genius it does not mm-hmm. extend to creating art projects i have no <laughs> sure. no dexterity yeah you're, you're busy so making your very... friends look like they pissed their pants like charlie exactly around, that, like... that's my art that's my <laughs> art so um it couldn't command my attention because i would get playing with it and then the greatest thing is just just shake it you know or just we used to try and do because there was two little dials on there i'm trying to remember, I'm trying yeah. to remember my brother and i used to do these games or whatever but yes i there for me to trace that line like you were describing yeah. i think even today as a as an adult i'd be like I, don't, I think it's i don't think i could do that i don't think i have the dexterity to do that yeah yeah try to do the diagonal line uh all right man i'm gonna i usually i'm gonna give you in honor of summer and it being 80 degrees here and probably warm right. where you're at yep I'm going to give you plus 20 on this. You win by 20 points. Boom! 
That's Thank good. Thank you. Vindication your, for your last week. Was, but you know, your list was tight. It felt your list felt like a like a summer's day around like the age of like twelve, thirteen. Like <laughs> right. we went out, we did a slip and slide, we threw the football on the roof, and then we finished with like a little super soaker ambush. Like it was crisp. Exactly. You did your work. Exactly. Your work. I want to reward that. I did. That. I like it. And 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 you, sir, your list was equally exciting. It was for those kids out there. It's maybe a little bit more winter activity, sure. right? Like, yeah. So the, yeah. the 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 leaves have fallen. Yeah. Summer. You maybe know, you don't have as quite as many friends as most awesome like so you're just like a little bit of just like i'm close in here like i can entertain myself uh yeah sure. that's the neapolitan i like showdown. it showdown uh you know who i think the real winner is on this brandana is it the listeners bro it is the listeners <laughs> congratulations the listeners congratulations you guys all won you won a plus one hour 15 minutes spin that where you will <laughs> and we're but we are up against it so we we'll, are we'll keep always it to a tight. against it uh okay let's um i'm feeling really excited about the gambling corner can you throw me the jam, bro? Can we just get some jams, please? Boom. All right, we're at it. The Gambling Corner. I'm very excited about this series. Most awesome. I want to let the listeners know also, so we have, this is going to be an eight-part series. I'm basically going to go through the NFL futures for wins before we get into the NFL season and just... Talk about kind of where I see teams landing versus what the future odds are set at. Future odds are basically mm-hmm. there's going to be a number of wins that Vegas is project, uh, projecting them having. Then it's going to be, you can bet, you know, bet the $100 that they'll be over that eight and a half wins or $100 that they'll be under. So it pays off one to one. So I'm going to go down and kind of forecast how many games I see these teams winning versus what Vegas has them at. And our special, uh, we want to keep up the Mabby Hour. So the Mabby Hour opportunity now is we'll still buy that round of drinks. And over the next three weeks, the most uh, people that kind of post new subscribers will get to join us as our next guest to talk through that coveted AFC West and your Chiefs. And you can get on here Ooh. and tell us how the Chiefs are going to go undefeated. Hilarious. <laughs> okay, let's jump into the AFC North. Uh, most Awesome is going to shoot at me the odds for the teams. I'm going to tell him yeah. where I have them at and kind of break down a little bit of why I'm thinking that. So, uh, okay. all right, let's get started. We're talking, uh, it'll be the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. What you got for me, brother? Gotcha. Yeah, so we've got uh, the line open up for the Ravens this year at eight and a half wins as the over-under. I have them at four. Four wins. Interesting. I'm at four. Okay, so here's here's kind of some key losses that I think might be wins. Um, we'll get into it. I know that we kind of forecasted our future, kind of what's going to happen in the NFL season on episode seven, yeah. I believe. Uh, everyone knows I'm kind of high on the Browns this year, higher than right. Vegas probably has them. So I do, I do have Ravens losing both those games to the uh, to the Browns, and also, um, I mean, let's let's look at these right here. Tell me if I'm missing something. Uh, they have Titans, Saints, Panthers, Steelers is a four-game stretch. It's at the Titans, hosting the Saints, at the Panthers, hosting the Steelers. That's four losses in a row right there. Am I missing that's, something? Those are the first four games? It's not the first, the first four. four. It's just kind of like, uh, I mean, I have, I have them beating the Buffalo Bills for their opening game, uh, losing at the Bengals, and then beating the Broncos. But then it goes like two more Steelers, like, two more Steelers over the next six weeks. Uh, I have them losing six games in a row. Yeah. I, and that's the thing is, is that could, the wheels could really fall off, you know, and you got John Harbaugh out there. Yeah. Um, offensively, they didn't look great 
They got a little resurgence from Alex Collins from a running back standpoint. I think it'll be interesting to see if Dez does show up because I don't know, you know, the receivers they brought in, Michael Crabtree and a couple other players. So if Dez goes to the, if Dez goes to them, which they're, they, you know, they offered him a multi-year deal. So they're obviously they're interested. Yeah. Do, do, does that change your opinion? Does is is he is he plus May, a, let, a game or two? Let me ask you: Is Flacco the worst contract, like for NFL quarterbacks? Like he is, is mm. he the most kind of over? And it, like take out the rookies, I guess. Like take a guy that's kind of proven it, but it's I don't know. Like you and I had this conversation when we were talking about the Browns. I brought up like it wouldn't be surprising to me to see RG three coming in. That's my wild card. It wouldn't be surprising to me right. to see him starting around week six. Let's say right now I have been going two and four through the first six weeks. I mean, does do they put RG three in if the offense just kind of underperforming? No, because I think it's I think that that whole organization it's Flacco's. He he's earned earned it. Kind of like we talked about in 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 our real lives talking about with Eli Manning toward the end of last year, and that whole ordeal that was going on with the head coach over there. Um, I don't. I think that RG three is there for insurance in case he goes down. Because if you guys remember on a Thursday night game, uh, Flacco got nicked up. I think it was against the Dolphins. I think Kiko yeah. Alonso came there and like torpedoed him yeah. and and knocked him out. He was bleeding from his ear. It was a messy thing. So he's he's a little bit older. He's he's a bigger quarterback. So it's just he you know bigger quarterbacks not great mobility and he's not like a Roethlisberger where he's got the strength. He's kind of a little thinner than that. So, um, I don't know. I don't see them even as much as they struggle. I don't see them pulling a, uh, hey, we're going to switch the position up. Now here's the thing to think about because they got Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson sees some, if they do go in that six six game stretch, I do see them pulling Flacco out for a couple plays or doing like a weird wildcat thing with, with Lamar Jackson, you know, in, in at quarterback, if you will, kind of a option, you know, hybrid player of some sort. I, I do think that that would be interesting. And you might see him for six or eight plays a game just to be like, hey, this is our home run hitter. We're going to try and get a big play to, to get, gain some momentum. Yeah, I feel you. But I definitely think uh, – I'm so if I'm this far off, I'm definitely leaning – I'm going to put money on this. I'm going to put Mab dollars. Uh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put ten T-shirts on. I think the under eight and a half wins is a very very safe bet. Real fast before yeah. we move on to the Bengals, do you see a win in this gap at the kind of in their season with versus the Raiders at the Falcons at the Chiefs hosting the Bucks at the Chargers? Oof. Yeah, and that's toward the end. Of the Chargers toward the end of the season are yep. they're, no they definitely ramp up right. Yep, and then. It's, it, the rating the Raiders will be the, the most interesting one because that could be the one where um, they could have the best shot or the, well the Bucks really the Bucks is the one that they ha- could have the best shot but really the Bucks are really contingent on Jameis Winston coming back. Yeah. If the wheels fall off, you could see you could see being that their most legitimate shot at a win. But yeah, no, you're right. It, that, that's tough at, at eight and a half. Tough schedule. I'm definitely. I mean, that's that's the heaviest I'm looking at right now. All right, let's jump onto the Bengals. What's my over okay. under? We got the Bengals at seven. Seven wins okay. is their over-under. We both agree, like, the Bengals might be, like, I have them around, like, kind of the Bucks territory, around kind of the Raiders. They could go 4-12. and 12, I wouldn't be shocked. They could go, fucking, no, 11-5, and five, and I wouldn't be shocked. Like, it's just, right. like, this, what kind of team is going to show up. I have them at a, I had them at seven wins also, which is right on the nose. So I got I to pick a side on it, because obviously I don't want to bet and just push my money. So if I had to 
lean on one side. I think they'll overperform a little bit, so I'm going to take the over. Um, I'm just looking at their – I'm just running down their schedule. So they got the Colts. So the big one, that first game out of the gate, like Colts, I haven't losing that. But if Andrew Luck's not playing, like that's that's an easy win. Yeah, that, that could, I was going to say because I was looking at that. You've got, you've got Colts, then you've got Ravens, Panthers, loss, Falcons. Loss. Right. Yeah, so you're coming out 2-2, two and two, you're 500. Then you've got Dolphins, Steelers. They could beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Probably would lose to the Steelers. You got the Chiefs. So here's here's a um, here's a three win set I have like towards the end of the season. I definitely think they're gonna start behind the eight ball, but I could see them firing off against at the Ravens, uh, hosting the Browns, and then hosting the Broncos. I think they can pull out three quick W's there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, seven wins looking at their schedule just today, if the season was start to today. I mean, that you know, they look like that team that's like we win one, we lose one, or we we win two, we lose two, yeah. or we lose three, and just kind of back and forth. Um but we've seen that yeah, offense. I mean, there's not a bunch of different pieces. We've seen that offense click before, and it's a legit right. offense when it's moving. Yeah, and they got Joe Mixon. I mean, the big X factor again is Andy Dalton, and you've got Joe Mixon. You've got some other running back options that are out there. So it's just one of those things where if their defense can keep them in it and hold it, I mean that's the same thing with the Ravens, right? They've got a, the Ravens have a good kicker. And they're a solid defense, and it's one of those things where I I could see them just winning a bunch of like fifteen to twelve games, you know, just like yeah. field goal games, Ugh. and I could see the Bengals just hanging in there and just kind of hanging around. Ugh. Tell me how terrible this game sounds. <laughs> um, week three, the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Broncos. I can't wait to not watch that at all. All right, yeah, yeah. There's um. There's not a lot of excitement on that, especially if you've got. Uh, that's the thing is, is if none of these quarterbacks live up to what it is, it's it's really becomes an ugly thing. Mm. Like Thursday night games when the quarterback plays off is like mm. some of the ugliest football you've ever seen in your life. All right, what you got for the Browns for me, bro? Oh well, you can chime in. What do you think on Bengals? You going over or under? I take that under. Take that under. even at seven. I take that. I, I, yeah, I see them being a, a. I mean, they were they were eight and a half wins last year. They're moving down. Um, that was their over under at in 2017. They they hit that under. I could see them sticking right at like six wins this year. Um, number three, the Cleveland Browns. Your your little sexy pick. I've got you at they they're at five and a half wins. Last year, 2017, they were at four and a half wins and famously obviously went under mm-hmm. as they did mm-hmm. not win a game. So 5.5 wins is where they're at for this year. What do you think about them, Brandana? I got them at eight wins. Ooh, eight wins. Yeah, so here's, here's come some kind of tricky coin flips where it's going to be decided on this. So obviously I'm low on the Ravens. I'm not super high on the Bengals. Like, so right. It's a lot of division play, right? Like you play these guys twice. Obviously I, I, right. I have them being swept by the Steelers. But some, I have a little key stretch here that lasts week three through week five, which is hosting the Jets. I think they yeah. can win that. I think they can go into Oakland and win, depending on what kind of like Raiders team we get. And then I think, uh, obviously, I think hosting the Ravens, they can win it. So that's yeah. that's three kind of wins. Uh, they they uh, they host the Chargers, which I have in a loss, and then they're back home to host the Bucks. So that's out of the gate. I have them coming in a strong four and three through the first seven weeks. Yeah, I mean that's and that's totally. Here's the thing, right? I was reading about them. They. They loaded up on offense. You have Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde. Um, obviously, they take Baker Madfield, 
So he's probably going to sit. Mm-hmm. But they got Tyrod Tyler Taylor. Taylor. So what does Tyrod Taylor do? Mm-hmm. He doesn't throw tur- he doesn't throw picks. He doesn't make ta- make turnovers. He's athletic, so he can go. Yeah, he can run. So he can get you out of that. And they've got a good. I mean, minus them losing Joe Thomas, they actually have a good offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. The, the their left tackle is now their weakest spot, but they have a good interior line. And so if they can get that left tackle spot figured out. Yeah, I could see them putting up some numbers, and they they've added a ton in defense too, right? They've got, you know, they they signed uh, two corners, and then they drafted Denzel Ward. Um, they they traded for uh, Demarius Randall, who they're going to move into the safety into the back the back half of it. But you got Miles Garrett, right? Who's a, who's going to who's going to disrupt some things? Yeah, I'm, I, you know, eight wins. That's uh, especially if they got a weak schedule and they come out four and three, I could see it. Yeah, and I definitely like I, this is another one. I'm going to put you know, two hundred Mab dollars. I'm going to put ten T-shirts. I, I like this over a lot. So so I'm not touching the Bengals. I really do like the under on eight for the Ravens. I like the over five and a half for the Browns. Bring me the Steelers. What am I looking at? Here's the Steelers. Ten point five. Uh, ten and a half wins. That's with the same as what they were last year. Uh, and they obviously went over last year. So what do you think about the Steelers this year? I have a conservative 12 wins. A conservative 12 wins. Walk me through that conservative 12 wins because that's, that's, nothing, that's nothing conservative about that win total in the NFL. Well, it's, it's about to get a lot of nuts because I have them. People are going to lose their minds. I have them starting 11-0. Ooh, I like it. I looked at it. What's your thought behind it? Really? So obviously, the the most powerhouse offense in the NFL, like one hundred percent. Like there's just you have you know a top three receiver. You have the number one running back. uh, You have an experienced playoff quarterback who's won. uh, He's won two, right? Ben has two Super Bowls. Yeah, or one. 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 Uh, Don't make me look like an idiot on this one. I'm gonna say two. (laughs) One. Three. Two. Uh, Uh, Two. Two. Oh, oh no 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 two two two. He two. two. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, two against the Cardinals and against um, the Seahawks in Detroit. Yep. Two. Uh, let me talk you through this first eleven. Run back! I'm back, baby. You're there. You're there. I, had, I had a little back. too much. I had a little too much pod fuel last night, so I'm not 100. <laughs> percent Put you in the hot seat and you still dig your way out to punch your way out. That's of it. right. I love it. Exactly. Uh, so I have win at the Browns, win hosting the yeah. Chiefs, which Chiefs Ooh. Chiefs never. I know. Boo, boo. Uh-oh. I hear all you listeners, Uh-oh. but Uh-oh. There's, Uh-oh. the Chiefs have a problem with the Steelers. That's a fact. Uh, at the Buccaneers, I think the Buccaneers will be kind of a mess. Uh, hosting the Ravens, that's a win. Uh, Falcons, uh, hosting the Falcons. That's a big game. Yeah. That's a big game. It is a big game, and I still think the Falcons are a little bit of a mess. Can't get it together. Ooh, okay. Uh, at the Bengals, very winnable. So that's uh, that's a quick 6-0 and start. They go into their bye. They come out of their bye hosting the Browns, which I know I'm high on, but they can still beat the Browns. They go to the yeah. Ravens. Uh, Hosting the Panthers will be a big game. Uh, going to Jacksonville will be a big game. And then at the Broncos. I have their first loss coming when they travel to play the Chargers. Oh, you think they go? Yeah, it's it's that east going. Oh, no, well, the Chargers are coming west. So here's the thing. No, no, no. That's, they're, they're, that's a... they're, going, they're going to the Chargers. They are going to the Chargers? Yeah, it's Pittsburgh at, okay. at the Chargers. No, no, you're right. Oh, they're okay. hosting. You're right. You're right. Sorry. No, right. So I don't, I don't see that. So when a west team goes east and plays that earlier time slot – from a better standpoint, that's a that that's usually a hallmark that that West Coast team is not going to show up on that East Coast thing. The timeline, yeah, 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 because the the yep. time change is is a big screw up for them. Then you got this. They, they play the what? They play the the Pats on the sixteenth. So, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I'm December. losing the Pats. I'm losing to the Saints, and then closing out. 
beating the Bengals. I mean, like, so they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're only legit losses that I see. I have the loss to the Chargers, which, I mean, you bring up a good point, so we'll see. I mean, it's the second half of the season when Chargers usually get hot. Um, right. and, and there's going to be letdown games with the Steelers. I mean, that's just Steelers fucking football. Like, right, really- and that's the thing is, is that's and here's here's the other thing. So while you're looking at this, right? So obviously, so like for the Browns, you're looking at this as, hey, this is a from a better standpoint, this is a good value bet because looking at the tea leaves today, I want to get on this lower number now, yeah. right? The five and a half, because as the closer I get to preseason football and injuries and things like that, maybe. You know, maybe something happens in division that impacts the Browns, right? Maybe, you know, and that number then moves up to seven and a half because Ben Roethlisberger goes down, right? Yeah, it's, it's, you know a, what I'm it's, saying? A, it's a good rule of thumb. So if you're if you're looking to bet an over, if you're just like, holy shit, like I think they're going to win a lot more games, get your money in right now. If you're right. looking to do an under, I would wait to just kind of see how things like shake out. Right. And, and then with a big, even though you still think the over on ten and a half is plausible for the Steelers considering that that's still a big number that's that's to to get paid you got to go 11 and 5 that's a that's a great season in the NFL standards yeah. do you do you wait or do you do you, do you put do you play your money now uh, I I would so you want to think about which way so usually people the way it'll go is people will uh people like to bet overs and so that'll okay. shake the line up a little bit so if they, if they like I said if there's an over I'm excited about like I would I would bet now on the Steelers and it's also gotcha. like it's also look at your projections. You know, if you're if you're one and a half half games off, like you're investing. I know it's like everyone's laughing, but you're investing like whatever you let's say you're betting two hundred dollars. Like that money's locked up for the NFL season. You know, it's it's locked right. up for like that four months. So you want to make sure it's right. worth it. Like I'm not going to bet the Bengals because that's a coin flip in my world. And the Steelers right. still like I mean I have a like a conservative twelve to ten and a half. Like yeah, but I love this Raven under. I mean, if I if I do mine before looking at the futures and I'm off by three and a half games from what the projection is, first thing I want to do is double check and make sure it's just like, I don't know, was like Joe Flacco arrested or something? Like, I got to make sure right, right, like right. I, I have it all together. But if I go back through, like, I really, I don't see this eight and a half wins by the Ravens. I don't. Gotcha. And, and, I, and I do see these wins by the Browns. So you yeah, get, gotcha. get in. Uh, so basically the advice closing out this uh, one of eight segment on the future overs is... If you like the over, get in early. If you're liking the under, let it shake out a little bit. Gotcha. So, and just to recap, you are going to take the the Browns on the over. Yep. The Steelers on the over. Mm. The Ravens on the under. And then the Bengals, you would put that as a stay away uh, from a better standpoint. I'm also, yeah, I'm also going to make the Steelers a stay away. So you meet the Steelers. Yeah, I, I know I talked a big game. That's still within like a game and a half. If we're really talking, <laughs> like if you had to put my feet to the fire, like I do like them at a conservative twelve. Uh, weird things can happen. I think you know if if one of those players goes out, it's a completely different team. I think they they can let down. Like they can kind of get inside their own heads. But I I'm definitely saying jump on the Ravens. Uh, let the Ravens like work itself out, but keep an eye. But jump on this Browns yeah. over four jerseys. Jump on this. So, and then, but if you were to, if, you know, just for the podcast purposes, just so we can, for our, our telemap thing, yep. when it comes down later on exactly. down the road, if you're going to say Bengals, do you say over or under? Just not for betting, just for correct, telemap thing. Uh, I, I, I lean towards the over, over seven. Over seven. Yep. Okay. All righty. Uh, Beautiful. That's a great, great gambling tip, Randy. And I'm very pumped about it. I'm going to drop some money. Some chat <laughs> I'm so really pumped. Look at you dropping money also. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is segment one of seven. Again, uh, send in. 
your Mabby hours. We'll buy that drinks. And over the next three or four weeks, whenever we decide to drop the AFC West, uh, we want one of you Chief fans to come on here and tout the over. Okay, let's uh, let's bring this home, brother. <laughs> we got two more things to do. Very important. Let's hammer. Very part of the pod. Good episode eleven, man. Strong, always strong out of the gate. Always good. After after the the build up and the crescendo of episode ten, yeah. it's. I, I like to think that we didn't have a letdown pod for our fans. No. We actually we brought it. I, I'm sure they were like, "Can they go higher?" And right, we can. I did just right. leave us oh, our faces open for some kind of creed joke, which I immediately regretted. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll get over that. Email us and find out. Uh, okay, so you can email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're doing the Mabby Hour. You guys can jump on, send us photos of getting subscribers, and be a guest as we break down the gambling corner AFC West wins. Uh, please, please, guys, a share is huge to us. It means a lot. We know you're telling people. Uh, yeah. Keep telling and sharing on social media. Um, and Hit then- them with the, that, those, those social media. So, so we're on mab underscore sports. M-A-B underscore sports for Twitter. And now, Brandana, no. we're on Instagram. No, we're bro. on Instagram, we bro. Oh. We're, on Insta. we're on the Insta. What a sweet surprise. We're Insta. And, right. okay, I don't even know how it works, but I think photos are involved, right? I Exactly, yes. Okay. Photos are involved. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm learning <laughs> slowly but surely. Oh, my God. My, so that's a great... My big follow-up. Do we have Sinbad? Is Sinbad going to be around episode 12 yet? We keep promising these listeners after uh, all of one. We got to get Sinbad. I, I will tell you, I, I don't want to, because it's very, you know, sure. it's very hush-hush sure, around sure. here. But uh, yeah. our people are talking to his people, and his people are listening. Man, Sin, Sin can we call him Sinmab when he comes on? <laughs> He's going to lose his mind. Sinmab. He'll be like, wait, are they saying Sinmab <laughs> Sin or Sinbad? I can't Sin tell. Is it what's, my what's phone going on? What's going on with Sinmab? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> There's your impression. Oh, I do. Was, I do like that. You're like, this is gonna be my impression episode. You yeah. did two impressions, no, and that was then it I forgot. Yeah, I, I re-listened. I was just like, oh wow, you kind of really like. And I hate the one I left him with. I think the last one I was, did was Keanu Reeves, like, <laughs> like during the replacements, <laughs> talking about the football. It's like, ugh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We're, we're yeah, we're figuring we'll, it out. We'll we're figuring it. out. Uh, MVP of the week. Who you got? Um, well, now that you mentioned that it's Mother's Day weekend and we're on the eve of it, I'd feel nope, pretty No, I'm going to interrupt callous. you. I'm going to, uh, if you're going that route, I'm going to start right now because I want the brownie points. My MVP is Dr. Mrs. Commish. Boom. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, also want to give a happy Mother's Day to Stacy, Roni, and Erica, loyal moms that are Mabbers. Uh, we very much know we get broy. We very much appreciate your listens. Um, and yeah, I know, uh, Dr. Mrs. Kamish, uh, it's probably not easy letting you sneak down to the basement to do a little pre right. call with me that takes an hour, then fired off on Saturdays that takes around an hour and a half, but it is appreciated and happy Mother's Day to you, Dr. Mrs. Kamish. Oh, and, beautiful. Well, that's and good. And my mom, of course. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want you stealing my thunder and being like, oh, to that's my lovely good. wife, then I'd look like an idiot and I'm pandering. Nope. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, that's good because I, I, I really wanted to make uh, one of our Mabbers, Tom Fleming, uh, the MVP of the week because in our text chain, he reached out and said that actually I got jobbed on the score for the Neapolitan <laughs> Showdown. So it's really who I wanted to be for my MVP. So you I'm, baited I'm, I'm, me, I'm bro. Well played. Well played. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. okay. Let's, Let's hit it with the 60, 60 seconds, my 60 friend. 60 second tail from the frat. Okay, put me on the clock. All right. So, let's go. Um, Boom. We had um, frat brother uh, Wheatley with us and Trent and Darren. So there was a little time that we were living in L.A. when a Vegas trip was very obtainable. Uh, the jobs kind of made sense, and we'd sneak away in a weekend. It was, it was plausible for someone to just say Vegas around like 5 p.m., and then you're in a car on the way to Vegas around 7 p.m. That happened. So one time, um, uh, the decision was 
well, what would it be like if you fell asleep in Los Angeles and you woke up in Vegas? So Wheatley, who had not decided about a Vegas trip, and Darren and Trent and I, who had decided on a Vegas trip, was just like, well, Wheatley wouldn't be left behind. So he was passed out, so we picked him up and started like taking him down the stairs of the frat to put him in the back of the car to drive him to Vegas. It was lightly raining outside, so the rain like uh. woke up his face, and he was just like, what? So he, did, he was able to scurry back and stay there. Uh, Darren and Trent ended up going to Vegas. I chickened out because I had a shift at the Pink Taco, which is where I bartended the next day. And I remember texting Darren, and they lost very quickly. It was it's like oh. it's the worst case scenario why you don't go to Vegas. It's like you drive that four hours, you have a very tight budget, so you have like three hundred dollars. You lose that in like twenty five minutes, and then you sit around. You're just like, this is a huge mistake. Now let's drive four hours home. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> I, I love this story. This is a great story because this is like a, a quintessential moment in, in frat life. This is what makes the frat, the frat, the frat right? Yes. Because of these just like kind of crazed ideas. And it's like, well, we're adults, kind of. Yeah, so let's so, go so ahead and do We're this. sort of figuring <laughs> sort it out. Like, we're like, well, this is like borderline kidnapping, but I'm sure he's cool with it, which he was not. Like, we, he was back inside. Right, exactly. Well, here's the funny thing: is is how how did you get? Did you weaken at, at Bernie style him carry him down, or did you like take a sheet? How did you? It was like carry a, like down? like you and a friend would move in like a, I guess a roll of carpet probably. Right. There was um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like Trent on the shoulders and Darren on the legs, and me just being like, "Yep, watch a step here, watch a step here." And you just and you just rolled him up in a sheet, and we're gonna throw him in the car. Well, no, he wasn't even a sheet. Like we just took him. I don't even think he had a shirt on. I'd have to check my facts on that. But it was just like taking. And then the rain, and so he was. Good. I can't express how not interested he was in going to Vegas. There was a little confusion. Like he was like legit asleep, and there was a little yeah. just like, I'm not pleased. I'm definitely not doing this. So there, there was because usually that story would end with just like, oh, then we talked to him, like here's the plan. It's like, yeah, let's go to Vegas. He was just like, I don't. Right. Please stop dragging my body places when I'm sleeping. Right, exactly. That, that's a little which is uh, a fair, a fair request. Yes, and here's the thing: is is like, uh, so how asleep do you have to be to only wake up just down the steps? I like, the, I, I've never slept that hard in my life. Well, I think I think there was a little surprise. Like, you know, it, it was each level. It was just like, oh, maybe we'll get him to the doorway, and he was right. still asleep. And it's like, oh, maybe we'll get him kind of like out. It's just like still asleep. Okay, now he's outside. Right. Now it's like the rain. Like we're kind of upset about the rain because it's just like, oh, it's going to foil the plan, which it did. Right. I like that God intervened and just sprinkled a little bit of yeah, rain in there, like, which up, it never does. It's like, look, okay, wake up. Uh, so beautiful. That's a great system. It's more than 60, 60 seconds, se- but it's a beautiful Pratt story. Holler out right. to Brother Wheats, Brother Doff, and Brother Trent, who brought us last week's Jim Face Clock Time. That is him. So uh, another solid episode 11. <laughs> I am Brandon. That is most awesome. Sign yourself off, brother. I'm not a player. I just pot a lot. <laughs> great. I'm just excited you got one off without tripping through it. I know that means a lot exactly, to you. you got exactly. It exactly. I just didn't think about it. I just let it flow through me. All right, brother. I'll see you next week, man. Later, brother. Take care. Bye. Bye. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.